Welcome to the cult. This is VHS Cult. I'm Kyle. I am Crispy Wiener. Crispy Wiener. No, no one wants a Crispy Wiener. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you know what people want. You know, this someone out there wants a Crispy Wiener. You think there's like a style of hot dog where it's like crisp? Yeah, like there's a but really famous place that, that fries their hot dogs, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think they. I don't know if they come out crispy though. Yeah, corn dogs are deep fried. Hot That's dogs. true, but they have so, like a, a batter on the outside. So they're not really the crispy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The outside's a little crispy. A little bit, just a little crisp bite and then soft. My my favorite thing about uh, corn dogs is thinking about hot dog on a stick and the tall ass hats used to wear in the eighties. <laughs> Those foolish teenagers looking like fools. I also want some limited now. <laughs> looking like fools for their minimum wage, three dollars an hour. <laughs> in the eighties, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like three fifty. Uh-huh. For sure, for sure. Uh, have you heard Lady Gaga's new song? Mm, Watch the new video? No. You up to date on the Gaga news? No, I'm not. I haven't watched anything about Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. I have a hot take about Lady Gaga. You ready for it? Yep, I'm ready for your Gaga hot take. All right. So, undeniably, she's got a few classic jams, right? We can all say that. Um, I think maybe she was pretty relevant to the cultural zeitgeist about... 12, 15 years ago, you know, when she was first popping off. Was that really how long ago it was? It was a while ago, Jeez, man. Well, but um, nowadays, we have uh, actual, like, queer artists who are doing the same thing, but better. So, um... Like Katy Perry! <laughs> uh, no, Dorian Electra. <laughs> Dorian Electra exists. Lady Gaga. So, my, I think Lady Gaga Taylor Swift! Pretty irrelevant and useless. Her music video also is, like... I haven't seen it, so I can't comment. Boring. The song itself is like a throwback to like nineties like um club shit. And it's like not even I thought you like nineties club shit. I do, but it's like so fake and plastic and it's not even like a relevant twist or an interesting change. It just straight up it honestly sounds like she took someone else's beat from the nineties. Like, I don't know how to explain it. It's just really boring to me. Even as someone who really likes club music from the 90s and ballroom and shit like that. It's like, what? what is she doing? No hate on Gaga, though. She seems like an all right person. It's just like, come on. Dorian Electra's out here doing it for real. Don't need Lady Gaga anymore. Oh, whoa. Mm-hmm. Are you trying to get Lady Gaga canceled? No. I don't think That's she's... what you're trying to do. You're out here saying we don't need her anymore. Yeah, we don't. We, we need, we've never needed Lady Gaga more than we we need her right now. What for? I don't know. For poker faces or something. Big money tours and shit. <laughs> I don't think so. People cannot afford you anymore, Lady Gaga. People can't afford any of these fucking uh, tours anymore. Jesus. Um, I mean, yeah, when they're still small and you just go see them for like fifteen. Yeah, I meant like people that you know, someone besides you have heard of. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Thanks to the internet, a lot of the um, music I listen to that's seemingly like underground and like they have like a, obscure, a following. Like, nah, a lot of people know who they are, you're right? But I don't know. It's not the same thing. Like you're not. They're not selling out arenas. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, nah. Mm-mm. I think Dorian Electra might be able to eventually. We'll see. The might be they might be a little bit too um, a little bit too fringe for mainstream culture. I don't know. They'll just tighten it up and sell it a little bit. Well, the thing is, like, people aren't... People are still struggling with referring to people as they instead of uh, he or she. So that's going to be an obstacle to overcome. Uh, (laughs) All of their songs, like, are pushing, like, gender boundaries and shit like that. So a lot of people aren't super comfortable with that. Yeah, but the people who listen to music really... Yeah, usually the music scene is, like... Younger. (laughs) Younger (laughs) and also... If you're, like, cool and punk rock and shit, you're not worried about any of that stuff like that. You're, like, happy to hear new voices and 
I'm not. I won't want to hear my own voice. So. Nah, Dorian Electra rules. Yes, I guess that's the, the my main point is Dorian Electra rules. We need to get them on the podcast and see what's up with them, how they're doing. They're like way more famous and cool than we are, but <laughs> they may be way more famous. But I refuse to accept anybody's more cool than me. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, you're right. Speaking of uh, super expensive, I always think of like it's a really bad like um, example, I guess. But I always think of like the Midnight in Paris and and. Uh, Ernest Hemingway via Woody Allen was like, if you're a writer, declare yourself the best writer. That, I mean, that's something Hemingway would say. Right. It sounds like something Hemingway would say, but he, I don't think he's ever said that. No. He probably just said, fuck it. I'm going to go fight in World War II. Give me a Jeep. I'll meet you in Paris. Yeah. Uh, speaking of what you mentioned, though, uh, very large tours that are very expensive. Uh, Nick Cave will not be coming to Arizona. But he is playing a show in Los Angeles, one in San Francisco, and one in Seattle, which are like the closest options. Um, that'll be an Seattle op- is not the closest option. Well, I've never, I haven't been to Seattle yet. So, but anyways, these are happening in October. Quite expensive. So now's the time to start donating to the Patreon. Because <laughs> I have dreams too. God damn it! Say <laughs> in Nick Cave in Los Angeles or Seattle. Yeah, I want not San Francisco though. <laughs> I want to see. I've Nick been there Cave. before. Yeah, San Francisco. I don't. Freak. I've been to LA plenty of times too. Yeah, so maybe yeah. Seattle is the one. Where well, yeah, I haven't been to Seattle yet, and I know for a fact I do not like LA, and I don't really like the city in San Francisco. I like all the surrounding area, the Bay Area. Don't like the city. That's like that's doo doo city. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you, San Francisco is just like a, um the just a temple to all the failed like uh, liberal policies. <laughs> <laughs> they got doo everywhere all the homeless people and the drug addicts that aren't getting care and you know all the fucking tech firms moving in taking over all the land foreign investors buying up all the property you know what i mean it's just like whoa god what a real hell. late stage capitalism yeah absolutely san francisco is like this is fucking hell it's the curse of the west <laughs> yeah this is quite dystopian in the city now it wasn't ever that cool, though, really. I don't remember ever being excited to go to the city. Yeah, I'm not me either, really. It was just like, oh, you gotta... Well, we get to see the homeless people and their funny signs. Yeah, yeah. There's the only reason I ever go in the city was, like, an athletic competition or... Well, the Warriors played in Oakland, and so did the A's. Yeah. We never went to a Giants game. I don't think... I went we... to a Giants game with... Not school, but like one of my teachers took us to a Giants game. Oh, was it second grade, Mrs. Lamphere? Yeah, the, she the... did. You went to a Giants game too, nah, right? No, it was an A's game I went to with Oh. Her. I went to a Giants game with someone. Maybe he was just a pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I think it was one of my teachers. <clears throat> but yeah, I don't, that's the only time I've been to a Giants game. I also don't really like baseball that much, so <laughs> no problem. We'll have to go to the city to see the Warriors soon, though. Shit. They're, uh,. Uh, they're playing here in um, two days. How much tickets? About five bucks. Uh, I think it's like thirty bucks for the nosebleeds. For real, still? Yeah, fucking. I don't know. The Suns and the goddamn Suns, but and the Warriors suck this season. <laughs> right. So I thought people, a lot of people, jumped off that bandwagon by now. I have a NBA on my list here. I don't remember why I put it. I think it's because I listened to Conan needs a friend with uh, Charles Barkley. Oh, Charles Barkley? Yeah. This is, this is terrible. This is terrible. terrible. He was clowning on Shaq as well. He don't know use no icy hot. He never use a general. He ain't <laughs> never eat a John pa- a Papa John's pizza. <laughs> Doesn't Shaq own a bunch of Papa John's? I think he does. Yeah. He's the new CEO after Papa John. I mean, it could be worse. I mean, did Papa John's you ever finish that 40 pizzas in 30 days challenge or 50 pizzas in 30 days well, challenge? Well, he actually recently admitted that it was an exaggeration. <laughs> And he also didn't eat all the pizzas. He's throwing them away and stuff. What a jerk. He's a crazy person. He's always so sweaty. Um, also, a follow-up on something we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, 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 I brushed up on uh, Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder. Mm-hmm. And by brushed up, I mean I watched uh, two highlight videos of their first fight and their mm-hmm. second fight. And then like a, a clip, a clip reel of some of them. Um, yeah, I got some observations. All right. Uh, first, Tyson Fury, uh, and you know heavyweights aren't really all necessarily known for their technical ability, and these two guys aren't really technical fighters either. But Tyson Fury actually has quite a bit of technical ability. I think he fucking boxes like a goddamn gypsy. Well, yeah, it's <laughs> an awkward style, but um, if hey, you, like he did the fucking goofiest carnival shit. Yeah, but I if you it. watch like the. 
I mean, it works for him, but yeah. it's not like a tech. It's not like. Well, he came up with the specific technique in the second fight against Deontay Wilder. And maybe it was like his coach and his corner man. Right. His yeah. Team and he, stuff. he fought a little different. But he followed fight. through with it. There's one specific part where um he jabs with his left and realizes the distance isn't there, but he still like throws a right. Like not a he doesn't really like throw a yeah, punch, fake, but right. he faces right so that Deontay puts his hands up and then he's able that's when he's able to swing around and hit him like kind of the back of his head. <laughs> but and I was like, you know what, that's fucking that's good boxing. It looks sloppy as hell, but he like kinda knows what he's doing. He's just, yeah, really sloppy because he didn't, he grew up fucking bare knuckle boxing and shit, so. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, like, neither of these guys are, like, Floyd Mayweather. Oh, no, uh, and then Deont- pen and paper. Deontay Wilder's technical. just got, like, like, he just, like, takes hits and then pops you with his right hands. Yeah, and uh, Deontay Wilder is fucking two different people from the top half and the bottom half. Like, I don't want to get in a boxing match with Deontay Wilder in my life, but tie our hands behind our back. I'll kick fight him right now. Oh, yeah, he's got a little wimpy legs, yeah. That's a lot of uh, like he, boxers, though. Like, if they were in MMA, everyone would just kick the shit out of their legs. Like, <laughs> does he want to go on walks with me and the dog? I'm up to two a day as I'm walking like five miles a day. I mean, the thing is, he's got to be. <laughs> you know, I know. Like, he's got to be doing and cardio shit. and shit. Why are his legs so fucking tiny? That's well, just genetics. Sometimes you just don't have muscle in the same places. <laughs> like, I'm convinced that he didn't get hit in the head hard. He just, his legs just gave out. His ear was bleeding, man. <laughs> I think it ended up just being the inside of his ears lacerated, but even that will fuck with your balance. I don't know. It was a good fight. Talk mad shit about Tyson Fury. Everyone else just seems to think he's okay, but I don't <laughs> like know. he's a fucking racist. It's just more of the box, um, mainstream sports in general, where it's like they'll forgive people of anything as long as they do a good job. Which I mean, like, that's kind of like society yeah. at large to a certain extent yeah. too. It's just frustrating, but I mean. I don't know. He hasn't said crazy shit in a while. Maybe it was because he's crazy depressed. I don't know. I just, I just know like the uptight like Catholic culture he comes from, and it usually makes you kind of a Prick. stupid, angry person. Speaking of uh, angry religious people, <laughs> <laughs> we watched a uh, uh, Chuck Norris movie. This week. We watched Lone Wolf McQuaid from 1983. Uh, Chuck Norris, a- starring vehicle. Take your pick. And take your chances. Lone Wolf McQuaid or Redneck Raleigh. Both had a way of bending the law. Welcome, my hacienda. Come on. McQuaid's the one with the badge. Coming soon from Orion Pictures. I do have a review from Harlem Lights if you want to read it. I don't know. Like, Harlem Lights is a movie I actually kind of like. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if I want to... It's a negative one? No, it's a positive review. But, like, I don't think... The movie is not one I would consider, like, a five-star greatest of all time movie. It's it's okay. And this person loves it. more of, like, oh, it's great. Okay. Um, we'll get to that eventually, I suppose. All right, well, it's Wilma of McQuaid, then. Well, I just... We got a s- movie that makes you wonder, why didn't David Carradine get more work in the 80s? David Carradine. I think he... I went through his filmography, and he was working pretty consistently his entire life. It was just... Shit movies. A lot of not good stuff, yeah. But he's the best part of his movie. David Him Carradine. Him and Big Heck. He's smoking all the time. <laughs> I like when the karate um, showcase... They get the gloves off, and his, like, assistant puts <laughs> the cigarette into his mouth for him. Yeah. I was like, that's... That's power. Power you can't buy. <laughs> that's fear. You know what that is? That's, that's, that's power you got to kick into somebody. <laughs> um, to set the tone for this film, how about I read to you a little quote from it? You ready? Okay. So imagine a, a very beautiful woman's riding on a horse towards you and your older um, ranger friend taps you on the shoulder and he says... How'd you like to bite that in the butt, develop lockjaw, and be drugged to death? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dakota's pretty great, too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to try to use that line if I get the chance. I don't know how. It'll come up at a bar sometime or something. I'll just I, I, I just turn it in, switch it from a question into a statement of I'd desire. like to bite your... <laughs> I'd like to bite that butt, develop lockjaw, and be drugged to death. It's also kind of like... 
that's my style. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay. Like Dakota, I, you, I can see you in the uh, handlebar well, mustache, you know, shirt buttoned down to your navel, mm-hmm. uh, fancy filigree all over it. That's like not even that far off from how I dress now. I just wear more black. No, I mean, even like the, the style of like uh, sexual desire. It's like, yeah, I want a woman who just fucking will kill me. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I remember playing... um. Divinity Original Sin 2, that, like, CRPG. Uh-huh. I didn't ever finish it, because it's one of those games where, like, you fucking 100 hours of some shit. But I check it out, because I love Baldur's Gate, or I did when I was younger. They're making a third one. <laughs> yeah, the same people that made Divinity. Um, But anyways, there's a character in it. It's, like, an elf that was a slave, and now she's just all about getting revenge and killing people. And, like, you flirt with her and shit, and obviously I did, because, you know, that's badass. <laughs> she can the, kill me. I'm a flirt with her. The one of the other characters is like, oh, it's strange to see a man who, who just completely allows a woman to kill. It's romantic in a way. And I was like, hell yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't own her. I don't allow her to kill. She kills of her own volition. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. She does all the killing, and I love it. I love to watch her kill. That's um, like, I want, um, I'm looking for a wife, obviously, constant struggle, find a wife. <laughs> That's what this podcast is really about. <laughs> Trying to get, I want like a professional wrestler wife. Charlotte Flair. Nah. You don't um, want to marry the Flair family? Woo! No, I don't, she seems like a jerk. Not just because like, it'd just be so cool to be in the crowd and be like, that's my wife. Look at her beat up that other woman. She's for, so for powerful. <laughs> so powerful. Yeah, but that's still a tough ass job, you know what I mean? That's badass. Now that um, NXT champion lady, uh, Rhea Ripley, she's babe. So. I don't know. Any of the, I haven't watched any of the NXT shit. So. <laughs> I just follow her on Twitter. And um, she, yeah, she's Australian. Buff as fuck. Tall as fuck. She's like a it. kangaroo. How tall is tall as fuck for a lady? 5'10"? Uh, I think she's like 5'9", five 5'10". Five so like as tall as your wife. Because if your wife's like 5'11". She, yeah, I think she says she's 5'10", but I believe she's technically 5'11". Yeah, she's she, pretty uh, tall. She shrinks sh- herself. Yeah. Hopefully she doesn't listen to this one. <laughs> <laughs> Calling you out, Courtney. <laughs> we all, we everyone knows you tall. We looked with our eyeballs. Um, I'll say for Lone Wolf McQuaid, uh, the opening t- minute and a half of this movie made me think it was going to be a way better movie than it ended up being. It's you know a what? fun, exciting movie. I actually kind of still really like this yeah movie. i know i like it but like yeah. i got some problems like you can kind of cut out the entire romantic subplot of this movie yeah uh, but why would you want to there's a part where they slow motion wrestle in the mud <laughs> that's how you uh end up in the hospital and when like sex sent me to the er why because mud yeah <laughs> because there's shit in mud you can't wrestle around what? having sex in mud and getting mud all in your mouth. They weren't having sex. They just being romantic. You don't know what, how it went from there. Oh, it did that, cut. that hose was highly suggestive. It did, it did cut away before we saw the resolution. This it's is the a, exact a, type of movie this podcast is about. You know what I mean? Oh, no. I'm looking at that. This is like fucking 80s action cheese extravaganza. It's fucking... Some people just don't know what they're fucking doing in this Wild movie. Wild West. It's a spaghetti western with karate. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just fucking... This is what the 80s were all about to me. It is, it's this true. Is it a is shit. a spaghetti western that ends with a karate fight. <laughs> yeah, it's a fucking spaghetti western down in El Paso. And they're fucking... There's people out there living the rancher lifestyle, dressing all good, square dancing, having parties and shit. And then they stop to have a karate showcase. Is this it, man? <laughs> so I could live that lifestyle. I love it. I'm a, I just fucking. I this know. is fucking. Uh, I've been getting into the East ye- Texas in the eighties. <laughs> I've been getting into the yeehaw shit a little bit. Uh, like, Orville Peck. Yeah, a little bit. I'm kind of feeling it. Like it's like, oh yeah. What? Imagine being a rodeo. You yeah. should start reading cowboy mountain novels with me. You got to read that lonesome. Dove. No, I'm a, I'm a, I'm about like the the grim like. Loose morals, easy sex, dancing, doing. You got to read that lonesome like, dove. Rodeo lifestyle. Modern rodeo shit, getting fucked up by bulls. I don't get fucked up by shit, a bull. That's man. something else. Uh, there's something hardcore about him. Wearing helmets, getting dramatic brain injuries. Yeah, I don't know. I'm into it. It's, I'm, I unfortunately have this weird like dichotomy on like masculinity, where it's like two pillars of masculinity. Masculinity and me are like dangerous machismo, like rodeo <laughs> and like gangster shit, and strange emotions, and then John Waters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we talked about it before. It's the Ernest Hemingway of you and masculinity, almost. <laughs> I guess, yeah. yeah. With you know, except you don't view women as objects. <laughs> nah. Recently, just uh, how masculinity is perceived and shit. We won't get too deep into it. For a second, I was like, 
maybe this episode we will just like talk about masculinity since the masculinity. Movie is, is hey like, man, I'm gonna talk masculinity over here. Yeah, I don't know why I had an accent when I said that because this movie is just like '80s machismo. But um, I just like you know what I feel like society in general in general is kind of having like a gender crisis recently, right? Because that's the thing is like. People, oh, I, people are hard, having a hard time saying they and them, Kyle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The people that are most upset about that shit are the people that their identity is so tied to what the to rodeos. perceived like masculine gender is supposed to be, right? Those are people are always angriest about it. And it's like, oh, you're, you're having a gender crisis, aren't you? Because you're like, oh, no, what am I supposed to be? I don't know. I just It's interesting to me, like all the things that are going on with gender. I think like straight white men are just like fucking like I don't know what to do. <laughs> I feel I'm, like I should be offended. I'm a straight white man. Yeah, I you're think not, you're not boring though, right? You know, what I, mean? I don't know. That's debatable. There's so many straight white men where their entire identity is being a straight white man, which is like yeah, it couldn't be me. I cannot ever imagine like what what having it? it be like. You know what I mean? I'm like fuck that, no man. I'm trying to like. Be out here, go to the drag show, watch John Waters movies, do some drugs, party, have sex with whoever I want, dress how I want. Couldn't be me. Fucking Couldn't bullshit. Be me. Couldn't be me. Then who? Fucking who took the cookie from the cookie? Let's say the our our culture is dominated by boring people, and that's why. How I, dare you call Taylor Swift boring? <laughs> she is, man. I'm. I'm oh shit! That's why yeah, VHS cult. We need to go to war with this dominant culture. This fucking. Can we go to the war with like this. someone that deserves it? <laughs> Taylor Swift. I don't know that she necessarily deserves it. I mean, like she's not she's not great, you know what I mean? But I don't I don't want to I don't want to go on my way to hate on Taylor Swift. Yeah, yeah, but that one time she talked shit about Kanye, um, not actually. Uh, she Man, was like, Con- Kanye didn't ask me to put that. I'm not in gonna song. offend to Kanye West. Goddamn it, Kim Kardashian was like, I recorded it. I got you, you snake. But they're all snakes. God yeah, damn it. <laughs> yeah, I don't care about anyone. <laughs> I don't care about. <laughs> Root for Ricky Tiki Tavi. <laughs> Ricky Tiki Tavi. He kills snakes. That's right. He's a mongoose. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we won't get into any of my weird, more of my weird musings. Just listen to Dorian Electra. That'll help you out. If there's any uh, boring white boys listening, I hope not at this point. Because unfortunately, that's all our entire audience is boring white boys. <laughs> Probably because that's the podcast audience. I think. <laughs> It's like, man, you thought this podcast was for you because we watched Blade Runner or some shit. It's not for you. I'm not trying to be <laughs> your friend. Because we, we didn't like the regular theoretical guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to be your friend, man. I'll be your friend, but, you know, you got to change some things. You got to be more interesting. That's my biggest problem with, like, conservatives and the alt-right and centrists and people of all stripes that are, you know. I don't know. I feel like generally people are more interesting than we than they, they give themselves credit for at face value. It's that people focus in on... And make their themselves about something that isn't that isn't ain't and stupid. You know what I mean? Like yeah, your entire personality shouldn't be based on the or like you a TV show shouldn't be that important to you. A movie shouldn't be that important mm. to you. Like I don't know, you're uh, being straight shouldn't be that important to you. I can kind of understand like highlighting like your, your bisexuality or well, you're fighting for something. You're that's fighting for something, but yeah. like straight people don't need to fight for shit. Come on, guys. We need a straight pride parade because oh, we got no pride in being. Straight we need anymore. a straight white pride parade. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, you mean a Nazi rally? <laughs> you fucking dummies. I don't think that Lone Wolf McQuaid would stand for that shit. I don't know. His uh, his morals seem to be all over He's, the place. I don't get him. <laughs> Let's check he it out. He seems okay. <laughs> yeah. After helping the local police with some like horse. Like, he's an okay relationship with his ex-wife? Yeah. Which is, what's really strange for an 80s movie. A weird relationship. Well, like, the almost even still a romantic loving relationship. Well, it's, you know, I guess they got just, divorced because he's fucking obsessed and he's a crazy person. That's why. Yeah, I think it's like, yeah, this isn't going to work. Let's stay friends. Yeah. Which happens a lot in the, real life. Because the, the mother, the wife is like, yeah, you know, he's not a bad guy. He's just insane. He's uh, dirty all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like highlight that early in the movie. It's like, he's just dirty all the time. He's like a hobo. A murder hobo. <laughs> After helping the local police with some horse thieves, they're actually the state police. IMDb, jeez, <laughs> idiots. A Texas Ranger aims at a drug lord with arm tr- with an arms trade as well. They're interested in the same woman, and they're both into martial arts. That that's the fuck. That's all you need to know, really. That's what's up. It's uh, just uh, it's Chuck Norris and David Carradine. That's the important part. Is <laughs> <laughs> Walker Texas Ranger versus Kung Fu? The legend continues. <laughs> What is this character's name in Kung Fu? I can't remember. I was trying to think of it right now. Lopan? No, that's from... I know. Oh, I remember... Kane, Kane. <laughs> that's, 
There's a um episode of like one of the more recent Ninja Turtles cartoons where it's all just references to Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, shit. Like it has Lopan in it and uh-huh. it's even um Oh, I know what you're talking about. The guy that plays Lopan yeah, who actually does the voice of it. And I thought it was pretty good. I was the whole reason I was watching the cartoon is like to relate more with like uh, one of my friends at the time, mm-hmm. and it was it ended up being a good cartoon. Whatever. Jamie was watching that one for a while. So. Yeah, and I was talking to her about that episode, and I was like, "Oh, it's so She's good." She's like, "Who's what's Big Trouble?" No, China? she was like, "Man, that episode sucks. This is like racist as shit. Who's this low pan racist caricature?" Oh, I- and I was like, "What?" <laughs> 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 so yeah, you know, <laughs> interesting. To How point. dare you offend Kurt Russell? <laughs> yeah. Friendship over. <laughs> Then you stopped talking to her, but you kept watching Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. No, no. What happened is we stayed friends, and then she stopped talking to me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we know why, you fucking racist. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I forgot what that had to do with anything, but whatever. We're talking about David Carradine and his name is oh, Kane. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it's Kane versus Walker. Also, this movie, oh, Kane, this movie is 100% was. why Walker, Texas Ranger was a thing, right? This is Walker, Texas Ranger prequel. In fact, the producers of this movie sued CBS for copyright infringement. Bada bing! CBS was later issued a retroactive license by Orion Films. Oh. Well, don't they... Isn't CBS own Orion now or some shit? I don't know, but uh, it sounds like they just paid him a bunch of money and like, could we please keep making Walker, Texas Ranger, please? Uh, Remember when uh, Conan O'Brien had the Walker, Texas Ranger lever? Walker told me I had AIDS. This picture is an an homage and a tribute to Sergio Leone's Spaghetti Westerns. Yeah, you can kind of see a little bit. And the, uh, the music is relies heavily on uh, those uh, Sergio Leone movies. Well, uh, check this out. Francesco de Masi's De Masi score has been said to have been greatly inspired by and even borrowed greatly from Ennio Morricone's score from Sergio Leone's Once Upon a Time in the West. Which, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, it's not overdubbed though, unfortunately. That's like one of the characteristics that is often lampooned. Lamp- Pooned. Intense ADR. <laughs> about uh, spaghetti westerns, but it's actually like one of the aspects of it that I really enjoy. Well, it's because uh, all the actors in those movies are acting in their native language, right? Well, no, they would usually be speaking English. They just didn't use um, Italy at the time. They didn't use like live sound mixing at all. They were like, weren't, it wasn't a technique that they used. So mm-hmm. most movies were ADR. Um, uh, I'm guessing a lot of actors probably had really thick accents and English was not. Um, a language that they really spoke, so it might have been really like phonetic, yeah, anyways. Sixties, yeah. So it, I mean, a lot of people probably would have had to be ADR'd anyways. But it was actually just that was like standard technique for a lot of Italian films at the time. It was cheaper to just. <clears throat> but you know, Italian film is cool. They can't all be Fellini or Pasolini or uh, Bertolucci. <laughs> trying to think of all the Italian directors <laughs> make myself seem cool on the internet. That's the important thing. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's all there is to life is like trying is how clever you are. That's it. That's, <laughs> that's how clever are you? I thought I thought it was gonna be like how angry you are on the internet. So, I mean that works too. It's, it does seem like a lot of the time it's just whoever's like the loudest and the angriest. It's like I won that argument, and it's eh, I guess this film was directed by one Mister Steve Carver. He's a director, is he? Yeah, huh. he, and um, he made a few bad action movies. And he directed another Chuck Norris movie that we're probably going to watch eventually. Delta Force. No, it's like... I don't know which movie. I don't Out know to those guys kill, that are I think. Out to Kill. Something like that. They should have made a whole series of Lone Wolf McQuaid movies. They did. It's called Walker Type. <laughs> <laughs> no. David Carradine's not any of those. Oh. He, 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 he actually might be. I don't he know if that was a Walker Type. I, I forgot to check. Um, so, our previous episode where uh, we watched uh, Pale Rider, we just talked mad shit about Clint Eastwood the whole time. And we could do the same for Chuck Norris, but I don't know, I figured maybe we'll save it for another time just because I like this movie so much. <laughs> but uh, Yeah, Pale Rider was not a very good movie, yeah, despite what IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes might have told me. Yeah, that I mean, that's like, remember when Brie Larson was like, there's too many white dudes reviewing movies? <laughs> she might have been right. She was right. I think she, she was right. At the time, I was like, man, I couldn't care less who's reviewing movies. Me either. Never, but mind. never mind. She's right. Uh, well, just a few tidbits to give you like an idea of who this Chuck Norris man is. I'm sure you're all familiar with the memes and shit. That's all bullshit because he's actually a five eight little pussy. <laughs> now he uh, well legitimately was like U.S. karate yeah, champion. I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know. My thing with Chuck Norris is um, 
growing up watching Chuck Norris movies, we'd watch them and stuff, but, like, even my, like, our dad, like, would make fun of him. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I remember that. So, like, <laughs> how wooden he was and shit and yeah, like, move weird. Yeah. Not as bad as Steven Seagal. He made fun of Steven Seagal way more. Yeah, but Chuck Norris was, like, um, what's the Bruce Lee movie he's in? Like, uh, End of the Dragon. dragon. Um, like, he's at the top of the stairs and he's like, and I just remember our dad being like, Bruce Lee would whoop that guy. <laughs> so, like, yeah, I never took Chuck Norris that seriously. So when he um, had a, like, a renaissance on the internet, all those memes to me, for me, were just, like, super tongue-in-cheek. That's satire. what I thought. People started taking him seriously, yeah. though. And it's like, mm. they're also, like, so played out now. If I hear fucking Chuck Norris memes, I'm like, man, you need to get up off this internet. Get, if you fucking the wrong name, I'm hoping we get some memes posted when we post this fucking podcast. No one listens to this shit. That's true. Um, yeah, so Chuck Norris, he campaigned for George Bush in the U.S. presidential election. Also, he campaigned for George A.W. Bush. So George H.W. Bush. George W. Bush. I just like to call him W. Everyone knows, right? W. Yeah. W. Here's a quote from him. I've known John McCain for over 20 years. He's a man of integrity, but a lot of his... A lot of his social issues I didn't lean toward. I'm not a Republican or a Democrat. I'm conservative. <laughs> now that John has brought someone like Sarah Palin on the ticket, it makes me more confident that they could do a tremendous job in the White House. John McCain, not socially conservative enough for Chuck Norris. And he thinks Sarah Palin's a good <laughs> choice for VP. That basically, that gives you a good idea of... Uh, I, yeah, what, we don't really need to talk about Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris's political values and analysis, right? He thought Sarah Palin was a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking idiot. <laughs> I love John McCain for his integrity. Like that time he verbally assaulted his wife. <laughs> Shut up, you trollop. <laughs> I don't, don't want to make up like some goddamn trollop. Uh, he also began re- writing a right wing write uh, a column for the right wing publication World Net Daily. Ooh. In his columns, he has expressed his beliefs that, among other things, evolution doesn't exist. Well, he's right. Uh, those who are troubled should turn to Christ. Yep. And true patriots would not support a separation of church and state. That exactly what George Washington would say. Oh, he also <laughs> speaks. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> well, even if it was, oh, that trumps everything. <laughs> I know. I mean. <laughs> King George said it. <laughs> uh, he also speaks on behalf of organizations pushing for mandatory prayer in public schools. So, uh, hmm. He's a pretty cool guy. <laughs> and remember, he's only 5'8". <laughs> well, I'm okay with mandatory prayer as long as they're they're praying to the right God. 5'8 is the most... The Norse God. 5'8 <laughs> yeah. is the most cursed height, I think. Isn't that average height? 5'9 is average height. Oh, so he's just an inch below? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that means he's probably actually 5'7". Yeah, 5'8 is his movie height. <laughs> <laughs> What's Tom Cruise listed as? Like 5'8", even though, you know, <laughs> no... This is cool, though. Uh, Chuck Norris was the cry teacher for Steve McQueen. Oh, hey. McQueen actually encouraged Norris to pursue a career in movies and television. God damn it, Steve McQueen. You're always but, fucking up. What? He made Lone Wolf McQuaid, so he's <laughs> fine. Uh, allegedly, he told Chuck, if you can't do anything else, there's always acting. <laughs> so that's an inspiration. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> Steve McQueen. Um, also, Chuck Norris's name is actually Carlos. Carlos? Yep. Carlos Norris? Mm-hmm. I was trying to figure out why that was. Doesn't seem like there's any Spanish heritage. I guess he's, he's his mom just, just really likes Carlos. Yeah, he's just from Texas, so it's probably like commonplace. Uh, he was the initial choice for the character of Red Foreman on that '70s show. Oh, you fucking dumbasses! Could you imagine that? No. Like he doesn't have any. Yeah, he can't act. He's he a wooden. F- he's yeah. a, f- a fucking void of charisma. <laughs> As soon as he opens his mouth and Wolf McQuaid, I'm like, ah, oh, this movie's over. That's that he has, like... <laughs> Don't talk! <laughs> no fucking charisma either. You know, a lot of action stars, Bruce Willis, Sylvester Stallone, Arnold Schwarzenegger... they have, like, a stage presence. They get yeah. by just, like, on charisma alone, right? Because they're not good actors. Chuck Norris is not a good actor, and he's also just fucking... No charisma. He's absolutely devoid of it. He's... It's like a it's fucking... It's like fucking Mike Bloomberg. <laughs> yeah, he's like a fucking mannequin standing around. <laughs> So he would have been ridiculous in that 70s show. Like, There's no way that would have worked. So he was still doing Walker, Texas Ranger, though, so he turned it down. Thank God. <sighs> that show, one season. <laughs> yeah, that. Was, that. Half, yeah, canceled halfway through the season, definitely. But let's talk about David Carradine. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about David Carradine. How did David Carradine die? 
Uh, autoerotic asphyxiation, Kyle. Yes, while he's in Bangkok, Thailand. Bangkok. That's cool, though. That's not a bad way to go. I remember it was a big joke at the time. Everyone always jokes about it. But, like, Man, that's I, what he's into. He yeah, died doing you know, I guess it's fine. But at the same time, it's, like, not the way I want to go. You know what I mean? I'm sure he wasn't done partying either. You know what I mean? It's, it was definitely accidental. Especially with Derek, David Carradine. 110%. I want to die in a karate fight. Well... That's still my dream now. It's interesting <laughs> you bring that up because... Uh, when Chuck Norris was asked to comment on David Carradine's actual martial arts skills, Chuck Norris opined, David Carradine is every bit as a good every bit as good a martial artist as I am an actor. <laughs> <laughs> so essentially, David Carradine can't do karate. <laughs> well, he also I don't think he was he's also known for <laughs> Kung Fu, the legend continues, not karate, the legend continues. Well, I mean, he's he, yeah, he's not he, in legitimate in this end of this movie. He's not doing karate. Well, he's, or anything close to it. I mean, he's not a martial artist. No, at all. he's an actor. <laughs> he's a dancer. This is cool though. He's the only actor who's appeared in films by Martin Scorsese, Ingmar Bergman, and Quentin Tarantino. That's pretty auspicious, right? Yeah, he's an actor too. That like, he, I don't know. I always like him when every time I I see him in anything. Yeah, he's, he's good. got like a stage presence that Chuck Norris does not have. Yeah, no, David Carradine is cool. I like David Carradine. Um, it was written into his contract that he could not be defeated in hand-to-hand combat. Oh, is that why he had to get blown up at the end? Yeah, that's exactly why. But he let himself get defeated at the end of Kill Bill 2. Yeah. I mean, he really got defeated in this, too, in hand-to-hand combat. Yeah, I mean, he gets beat up first, then he gets blown up. Hey, you know, you can't win them all. Sometimes you gotta do what you well, gotta it's do just to like, put uh, food on the table. Uh, the Fast and Furious shit, I heard, like... Vin Diesel and uh, The Rock and Jason Statham have this like weird point system that they keep up with to see the to make sure no one's ahead. Oh, really? In like the movies, like some weird masculine measuring system. That's weird because like I think The Rock could just beat both of those guys up, right? I would assume so. He's, I mean, Jason Statham does know karate, but he's also half the size of The Rock. That's the thing is, eventually, like you're eventually size just trumps everything. Yeah, eventually you get outsized and it's hard. So, and it's not like The Rock doesn't know how to. Get kicked. Yeah, or wrestle. You know what I mean? Just because he's a professional wrestler doesn't mean... He knows enough. Yeah, he also play, like, played football and did amateur wrestling, right? So, I think you'd probably be all right. Who knows, though? The only way to find out is someone put that money on the line. <laughs> well, I mean, like, dude, this is not a great example, but there's always that rumor that, like, Chris Jericho beat the shit out of Bill Goldberg in the backstage WCW. I mean, that's probably... Oh, that's for true. That one's for sure true. They also... Chris Jericho like out wrestled like Brock Lesnar on the plane ride from hell and shit yeah <laughs> I think or is it Kurt Henning one of them yeah no there's some professional wrestlers are like legitimately good wrestlers they get to fuck people up um I don't know if The Rock's one of them but I mean eventually I mean he's good enough that he can probably beat somebody up half his size you yeah know what I mean it's a, yeah and eventually like you said eventually size just kind of gets to the point where it doesn't matter anymore. This is that uh, toxic masculinity machismo I was talking about. Is it? I'm well, not even talking about I'm uh, talking about ladies, too. If you can do a fight <laughs> with a woman much bigger than you, I don't care how much karate you know. Well, I just mean being concerned about who can beat who up. Oh, I, that, well, that well, I, was, I brought it up because the, the, you, the goddamn contract, you asshole. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm talking about myself personally where it's like, yeah, I shouldn't care about that, but like it is interesting to me. I guess that's true. Yeah. Yeah. It's a rock, paper, scissors that, thing. Yeah, that, it all goes back to like, oh, could Superman beat the Incredible Hulk? Or, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, just like... Fantasy matches. <laughs> Could Muhammad Ali beat Tyson Fury? Oh, I don't know. The size difference again would make a big. Is it Muhammad Ali like six six? No, I think he was only like six four or six three. Yeah. I mean, he fought George uh, Foreman. George Foreman's a fucking giant. George Foreman's a beast. <laughs> oh, and he's got plenty of kids named George. <laughs> who do we got here for the uh, co-stars? Huh? Did you notice Robert Beltran, who we know from Night of the Comet? Big heck. That's right. He's here. He's not queer, but you better get used to it because he's a state police officer that really wants to be partnered up with Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris is like, I'm a lone wolf. But like halfway through the movie, he's like, good work, partner. <laughs> that's it. Also, like at the very beginning, he's like, hey, Dakota, you're my old partner. That's a <laughs> He's not really a lone wolf. He, he just smells bad. <laughs> Yeah, his old his old partner LQ Jones, not Sam Elliott. I call him some Elliott. <laughs> <laughs> Love interest Barbara Carrera. Um, she there's a scene where um 
Chuck's dog gets killed and she comes out, you know, wearing like a dude button up for her pajamas. I don't think it qualifies as a nightgown, but if it did, it'd be up there. <laughs> I think we we'll, we'll allow it. <laughs> we'll allow it. I don't I, know. With an asterisk. Still stiff competition competition between her and Yasmin a guy. Which I, her name is just Jasmine, but I like saying Yasmin. That's just like that's that's just better. <laughs> Spanish names are <laughs> just better all the time. <laughs> Spanish pronunciations. Yeah, no, but she's looking um super fly. Uh, super, super, I like super when she fly. shows up and is just like cleaning his house and shit, and he gets mad for some reason, <laughs> which is weird. I think you just be like, oh, cool. I, I I legitimately do not understand her relationship with David Carradine in, in this movie. I don't understand her relationship with Chuck Norris either. Either, yeah, no, it doesn't. I don't make know sense. why she's interested in either of these fools. I don't know why she's interested in either one. I don't know why she's forced to be with David Carradine. I don't know why she's. You know what I mean? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I don't know. She's cool. She's riding horses. Saving um, daughters from runaway horses. Yeah, punching dudes at the bar. Um, probably the best actor in the movie. Her and Robert Beltran. Well, like David Carradine's good too. He just like he's just mean mugging. They don't really, yeah, give him much to work with. Um, yeah, but no, she does a great job. I love her. And um, we also got Dana Kimmel, who plays Chuck's daughter Sally. We'll see her again eventually because she is in one of the Friday the Thirteenth films. Sally, Daddy. We're Eventually, I have a plan where we're going to get drunk and watch, like, the first six Friday the 13th films. We should live stream it on Twitch. But that'd be fun. And then you also have to do that thing where, like, you can't show it on Twitch, but you just sync it so that everyone starts the movie at the same time. <laughs> it wouldn't be that hard. We'll figure it out. You can you can figure it out. I'll figure it out. Someone will figure it out. Um... If you can believe it, this film was originally written for Chris Christopherson. <laughs> Chris Christopherson? Kind of works. Um, yeah. So Chris Christopherson, uh, he doesn't know karate, but I can imagine him pretending to know karate for this movie. You know what I mean? He's got like that vibe about him anyways. Because yeah. like, he just pretends to be a badass in Blade, so, you know, why not? <laughs> um, I mean, he's just a grizzled like folk singer, like tough guy from the, the desert, right? You know, he gets it out the mud. I could believe Chris Christopherson is Lone Wolf and Cage for sure. I don't know if I could see him being a cop, though. Oh, yeah, it's tough. Because Chris Christopherson is a little bit of an outlaw, if you ask me. Obviously, he's not really, because he's like... It's an outlaw country? Yeah, but he's got that vibe about him. According to producers, I mean, get ready for your socks to be blown off about this <laughs> Okay. Had Bruce Lee been alive at the time... He would have been offered the part that eventually went to David Carradine. <laughs> wow, just like Kung Fu. <laughs> um, even further speculation. Had Lee taken the part, the producers would have billed the film as the rematch of the century. <laughs> <laughs> but there's no way in hell Bruce Lee would have lost to Chuck Norsley in this fucking movie. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't know if Bruce Lee would have been in this movie, to be honest. No. He'd be like, what? I'm not At this point that. in his career, I have to imagine if like, he'd be, oh, I'm going to be second billing to Chuck Norris yeah. as the villain in his dumb cowboy shit. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make the crow. <laughs> Marvel just talked to me. We're going to make Shang-Chi. <laughs> Did you notice how many times they said Ranger in the film? Like 200. Yeah. One of the most popular movie based drinking games is to take a drink each time the participants hear Ranger. Dead. I mean, it must be you must be able to do it if people are out there participating. <laughs> but it's, dream games are always like halfway through you give up. Yeah, halfway through you stop paying attention because you're drunk. Except for Edward Forty Hands, because that shit's taped to you. So <laughs> yeah. That's not really a game. You're like forced into that. That's like a punishment. Some sort uh, of drinking like, torture. If you get a bunch of a group of people together and get everyone involved in it. It turns into a game because then it's like. You gotta find out new ways to light your cigarettes and shit. <laughs> it's tons of fun. How am I going pee? I got these four of you strapped to me. My friends will help. <laughs> um, it's rumored that a fight broke out between Carradine and Norris during the filming of the final fight scene. Uh, Norris felt that Carradine was kicking him too hard and warned him not to do it again. When he did, Chuck Norris struck him. Carradine said in one of his books that he and Norris never touched each other during the filming of Lone Wolf Quaid, though. So that was, that's not real. I'm probably going to believe Carradine on that one. <laughs> they didn't really fight. They didn't touch each other at all. No homo. They didn't even like do like oh, sweaty wolf. hugs. Little, you know, good job. Pat and tickle. Yeah, good job. Booty taps. They weren't hanging and banging. This, this must have been a boring set to be honest. <laughs> Two heroes weren't hanging and banging. 
There was no stunt doubles used for the final fight between McQuaid and Wilkes. Chuck Norris and David Carradine insisted on doing the scene themselves, despite the protests of the producers. Uh, the director, though, was like, hell yeah, we're doing it. <laughs> Too bad no one in America can choreograph a fight sequence, huh? Yeah. Ooh. So, yeah, the final fight is really bad. It is. like It's a real disappointment because they're building it up the entire movie. And you're like, yeah, let's do it. And then you're like, uh, why are there so many fucking cuts? And why, why are we at this angle? And why are we so far away? And why are we this close now? Yeah. Well, I'm guessing they did all the blocking before they decided that they weren't going to use stunt doubles. So a lot of the shots in there that are far shots, that's so that they could uh, hide the doubles. But then they like stuck with the shots anyways. (laughs) And then, yeah, it's just bad choreography in general because it's like, I mean, first off, like David Carradine can't really do it. And um, Chuck Norris is not, he's a karate champion, but he's like not fast. And a lot of times dudes that are like good at like actual martial arts they're not as interesting to watch as the dudes that just come from like the more theatrical, theatrical dancing background, like all the Hong Kong kung fu movies. Like that shit's more fun to watch in a movie, and they're basically just dancing, you know. Chuck Norris, he's not like rotated his hips once in his life, so he he can't dance. It's not going to be interesting to watch. <laughs> that, him. It's not fair. He has to rotate his hips if he was karate champion, because that's the only way you make a powerful kick. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> You wondering. know what I mean? He just has no fucking rhythm. Yeah, he's, just, a little, he's a cracker. Yeah, he's just talking about his cracker status. <laughs> he's never once, you know, did dance. He does not fuck good. I think we know that. Yeah. <laughs> People in the final fight, too, everyone's just dying all over the place. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like the... <laughs> wow, fuck, what's the main actress's name in the... Robert the character? No, the character. Oh, um... Man, I don't know. I can't remember either. Uh, fuck it. But I she's like, oh, I'm dying. I'm dying now. I honestly can't remember any of the characters' names except for McQuaid and um, Hector. We haven't talked about the uh, the Mexican gangster, the little person. Oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> his name was uh, Falcone, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was Falcone. I his first appearance is great because he just kind of you hear that and he comes and rolls in frame. <laughs> yeah, it was like, did they do that on purpose <laughs> to be comedic? Because <laughs> it seemed like it. Yeah, because it's like. And then he comes in the frame and you're like, whoa. Yeah. Like another inclusion, like, why is he in the movie? I don't fucking know. I I don't have a problem with it because it's like it shows that like there's like a network of things going on, you know? And he gets basically Chuck Norris learns David Carradine's entire like plot and shit. Yeah, exposition that comes from him. Yeah. But I mean, I guess my my problem is you either need um the 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 woman or you need the the Mexican gangster. You don't need both. You know what I mean? Because you can get the backstory either way. And it yeah, just feels like you're adding too much shit. They're not gonna. And this movie's already kind of messy, so let's tighten it up. Yeah, this thing too is <laughs> only like an hour and forty five or hour and forty seven minutes, I think. But it feels like. Not that it drags or anything. It's just like... It's like 15 minutes too long. There's it too seems much. like so much is going on. You need to cut one action sequence and one of these subplots has to be gone. Well, there's the the part where... um, So they, they're at the fucking hoedown or whatever. And then it turns into the... Karate champ? Karate showcase. <laughs> and then Chuck Norris and... Um, oh, let's go drinking. The Leventers run off and they go to get Mezcal and then... They get in a fight. Pulled, they get in a fight and then they run off and then... It's Chuck and his daughter, Chuck's daughter and her boyfriend making out and they get killed or the boy gets killed and the daughter gets injured. And then, I don't know, there's just like a lot of shit going on. Now, all of it's like entertaining. So that's what I mean. It doesn't feel like it's dragging at all. But a lot of it's like completely irrelevant to what's going on. (laughs) (laughs) And then, yeah, all the shit with them when they captured the the local like crime guy that's, oh, he's a pimp. Oh, snow or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And like all the, like the the gags and shit with him, that that goes on for so long where they're like torturing him and then playing poker with him, <laughs> right. and, and then David Carradine shows up. Yeah. So yeah, they, it's a bit messy, but I don't know. It hits like all the right notes for me about like why I ever liked any of the shitty like eighties action movies. Right. It's like fucking shooting guns. He's kicking people. He's stopping horse wrestlers and <laughs> I gotta say like there's one part of the movie where like, right after like the karate. Um, uh, karate contest, the showcase where he's walking up to his car. He reaches in and grips his gun belt. Like the gun belt is just sitting in his car. Yeah. With the window down. 
Well, I was thinking that scene too when he does it is like, is he going to go back and shoot up the place? <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Because it seems like he's doing? grumpy and he's like, I'm going to get my gun belt on. I'm going to fuck these fools up. Because it's like after he gets in a fight with David Carradine's Gang, friends because yeah. they, they're beating up Hector. Also, they um, constantly call Hector a greaser. Is that... Oh, I forgot. Like, what, were you a soch? What's going on here? I, I, I didn't... Is that like maybe an ethnic slur I'm not familiar with? Or are they just trying to keep it like... Yeah, they're trying to do the Stranger Things things. You don't belong here. You, 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 you one um, of you. You know, you, you know what I'm uh, saying. You, you know, know. You know. <laughs> they're bad. I won't say who they are, but you get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was a little weird. Um, it always makes it made me think of the Outsiders every time. Yeah, like, where's, where's Pony Boy? Yeah, so I, I was I wasn't familiar with that one. So it, yeah, it just made me think of like actual Greasers. <laughs> like, well, he's not driving. 50s car. He doesn't even have a leather jacket on. <laughs> Where's soda pop? His cigarettes aren't rolled up into his sleeve. What is this? He doesn't have a switchblade comb. What the fuck? His hair's not even got any grease in it. <laughs> yeah, so that was a weird one, but you know, you fucking sometimes you just write scripts and you just put bullshit in it. <laughs> Which this movie's full of it. Full of bullshit. But it's great, though. I mean... Fucking check it out. It's it doesn't have any nudity in it, which is like a you know it's a real disappointment. Yeah. Well, it, when you watch like these eighties like sort of garbage movies, it's like yeah, you lose a few points just for like not following <laughs> along with the you know the, the trends at the time. <laughs> um, the romantic subplot is uh great. <laughs> it's like completely unnecessary to the movie, like you said, and her relationship with David Carradine doesn't make any sense, but. I don't know. I just like really like the actress, so I'm glad like you know she was in it doing her thing. Um, she's got like whoever like did her wardrobe for the movie. A okay, fucking good job. She brought it herself. Oh, that'd be cool. <laughs> I mean, she's got some cool outfits on, some killer yeehaw shit. So I'm talking about. I mean, this yeehaw shit now. <laughs> I've never seen you wear uh, cowboy boots with tight blue jeans and. Nah, I'll probably you'll never catch me wearing cowboy boots. I don't think or dungarees, <laughs> or dungarees. But um, I have on occasion. I think I still have some. I do have I do have like western shirts that I like to wear sometimes. You know the ones that have like embroidery and shit. Yeah, on them. I think those are cool. But like those are inspired by like Nick Thirteen from like Tiger Army, like rockabilly shit. But I mean that's yeehaw shit too, right? Rockabilly is a little bit yeehaw. Yeah, it's a little bit yeah, a little bit greaser. That's right. That's, I'm into that shit. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Oh, it's a rich tapestry that makes Santa up my color. my my aesthetic interests. That's Man, like, damn it, I'm gonna have to listen to Tiger Army. Yeah, that's all. There's like, yeah, I like varying different aesthetics. Like, I wish like the skinhead look wasn't didn't have such negative. I don't like skinhead look. I don't understand your infatuation uh, yeah. with it. Nah, I always thought it was cool. Karma boots. Side pants, bracers, white shirt, bomber jacket. Nice. Herringbone. Get, um, fucking, the English skinheads are, like, usually really cool fucking looking. They always, like, got, like, uh, stay pressed pants, pressed shirt, braces. I was usually wearing long coats, boots. I don't know. There's, like, something about it. And then, fucking, the leather man. That is the fucking dopest look of all time. I wish I could roll around looking like that all the time. <laughs> It's like obviously it's um kink adjacent, you know. Or specifically kink, but man, that's fucking that's some tough shit. You imagine walking around looking like demolition all the time? I mean perhaps something that says leather daddy. Leather daddy. <laughs> yeah. And uh that's what I have to say about Lone Wolf McQuaid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd be a leather daddy. I'd be a leather daddy. <laughs> man, future's looking bright though. You know what? I think the things are starting to look up. I'm starting to feel like um, it's reaching the point in my life where I'm ready to have the best, most kinkiest kind of sex there is. You know what kind of <laughs> sex that is? Butt sex. Love sex. <laughs> sex where you love your partner. <laughs> oh. I'm ready for it. But yeah, that's 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 the kinkiest shit there is. Falling asleep in each other's arms. Oof. Good lord. <laughs> <laughs> Spicy shit. I don't know. I forgot what we were watching next week. Well, I don't know because you made the list. Oh, it's all right. I'll figure it out and you read the review of Harlem Nights. Oh, yeah. I forgot when I had that. Anyways. Uh, so this one comes from Mark. and uh, you know it's Our big. dad? No. Oh. Uh, unfortunately. Like I said, it's, Harlem Nights is a movie I don't I like enough so I can feel bad writing a reading review mm-hmm. ironically. But here we are. 
You know, it's part of life when you're trying to get those internet dollars. <laughs> this movie is one of my all-time favorites, and I think the critics and others who scorn this movie have no sense of taste. They must be the same critics and people who enjoyed the Blair Witch Project. Oh. I don't understand what what what's with everybody's... Um, it seems like everybody wants to bring up like the weirdest fucking movies uh, when they write these reviews to try to like dunk on other people. Yeah, it's also like Blair Witch Project is not even like tangentially related. It's like the it's it's Like maybe like you said like Miller's Crossing or The Godfather, or maybe if you compared it to like an Eddie Murphy comedy movie. This is after Coming to America, right? Yeah. Maybe people enjoyed Coming to America. Yeah, those losers <laughs> that enjoyed a tight comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, back to the. Uh, Review. The comedic lineup in this movie are legendary. Richard Pryor, Red Fox, Eddie Murphy, and they do a great job of acting in this movie. Is acting in capitals. Acting! Uh, Eddie Murphy doesn't do great. Red Fox and Richard Pryor are... Red Fox is pretty good. Red, Richard Pryor is okay, I think. Mm. Yeah, uh, Eddie Murphy's not really that good, man. <laughs> the critics and others seem to be disappointed that these legendary stand-up comedians don't break character and go into stand-up routine in the middle of the movie. This is a situational comedy, and it is every bit as funny as some of Eddie Murphy's praised comedies like Beverly Hills Cop. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He said it was a sitcom. <laughs> <laughs> if you are looking for a stand-up routine, this movie is probably not for you. If you enjoyed The Blair Witch Project, he did it he again. He brought it up again? The, movie I, the worst movie I personally have ever seen. What? What? You probably wouldn't even understand this movie. When what? did he write this review? What? When did he write this review? I don't know. Was it 1999 and Blair Witch Project just <laughs> came is, out? This is a review for the Blu-ray, so I assume it was recent. What but the fuck? if you're looking for a great situational comedy that includes hilarious interaction with the absolute greatest performance in black comedy, that's true. This movie is a must. Red Fox is an as an old blind stick man with an attitude on a craps table. I'm in a gaming industry, and trust me. Just that alone is hilarious. I'll take your word for it, games industry guy. I mean, he's right. This is some of the greatest performers in black comedy history. Yeah, and I mean, that is a good gag that he's the, he's doing stigmatic and craps and he can't see. Yeah. But it's like, oh, you got to really have the insider knowledge. I can guarantee for you this joke is good because I job. Because <laughs> you, you don't have eyes. Yeah, what? <laughs> Thank you for confirming that the joke was good. With the facts. Is that it? That's it. <laughs> why, are you, why are you still hung up on Blur Witch? I don't know. Also, I said 99. I think Blur Witch came in 96. So, sorry. Yeah. No, it was like 96 or 97. Right around there. Yeah, it was like 10 or 11 when it came or something. I remember um, for a minute, this is like my first, maybe one of my first realizations where uh, I realized like older people or people in general like maybe weren't, didn't pay as enough attention as they needed to. And it was when, uh, for a long, for... I'm glad it was real. Yeah. And it was like, <laughs> oh, like, that was part of the marketing for, like, a second. But I remember, like, by the time I went and saw it... This is fake. It was like, I already knew it wasn't a real movie. But then the, the, it kept on. Remember they had to bring the actors out? Yeah, like the Academy Wars or some shit. And it was like, I was like, man, fucking... I didn't, like, intellectualize it to this point. But I should have been like, you know what? This is going to be a problem in the future. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So. Oh, so anyways, pre- uh, Donald Trump is president. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> it all ties into Blair Witch Project. Uh, join me. You know what? I'm actually with this guy now. Blair Witch Project <laughs> is the worst movie I've ever seen. <laughs> Ruined everything. God damn it, Blair Witch. I, you uh, know, to be fair, it didn't it didn't, it didn't cause any problem. It just just revealed a problem. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was lying there on the surface. It's maybe a problem people were already aware of. I was just... It was just uh, illuminating for me as like a 10-year-old where I was like... Adults don't know what the fuck's going on a lot of time, huh? Interesting. <laughs> and I never respected authority again. Thank you, Blair Witch. Oh, what are we watching next week? Enter the Ninja. Enter the Ninja? Yeah. I don't I don't want to. It's dark and moist in there. What if it's a sexy ninja? I need to get clearance with my wife first. Yeah, so we're returning to canon films. It's been a while since we watched the <laughs> canon films. That's oh, we should watch the. Whenever we get to the hundred episode, we should watch the sequel to Death Wish. Death Wish three. Three D. Oh, we watched Death Wish two, huh? Yeah. We never watched Death Wish one. Man, we'll watch them eventually, maybe. This movie's just kind of, eh. Well, whatever. Um, and the ninja next week. Go to VHSCult.com. I'm trying to go see Nick Cave. Um, 
follow us on Twitter. I'm trying to get a wife so we can have love sex. Yeah, you know, just have a good time. Enjoy yourself. Uh, remember who's got your back. It's VHS cult. Uh, just think, you know, close your eyes and seize it. Clench your fist and beat it. Light your torch and burn it. I am the beast you worship. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's me.